Hello there and welcome to Central Indiana Today. I am your host Shane Ray and it's going to be a fun show. Why? Because we have a new guest in our studio. Now not new to the show, but new in the studio. And I'll talk about that a little bit later on as uh, we have recorded an interview with Suzanne Crouch, Lieutenant Governor here in Indiana. And we'll also be talking with Haley Adkins, Living Good. She's going to be talking with us about a fundraiser for Hendricks County Senior Services. Kind of unique. I think you'll find it pretty interesting. And we have our friend Deanna Hinesley talking about the Dancing with the Hendricks County Stars, which is coming up, and it's a fundraiser for the Hendricks County Museum. And I get the pleasure of talking with all of these lovely ladies, and you get to listen. All you have to do is keep it right here on 98.9 FM and WYRZ.org's Central Indiana Today. Central Indiana Today. Shane Ray talks with the newsmakers in and around Hendricks County. And now your host, Shane Ray. Well, as I told you before, she is here in the studio. It is so nice to have her in the studio because I'm not sure have you... Well, let me introduce her first. It's Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch. She is in the studio with us. And now, have you been in the studio? I've interviewed you. I was uh, talking earlier that I'd interviewed you at locations. Right, uh, right. But I'm not sure if you've ever actually been in I've the studio. I've never been in the studio, so this is a treat for me. Well, it's a treat for us, too. It is great to have you here at WYRZ and a guest on Central Indiana Today. The whole reason that you're actually here in the county is because you're going to be speaking, I believe it's the Rotary Club in Danville, is that right? That's correct, um, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's not the first time I have spoken to them, but um, you know, it's always good to to reconnect and to share good news. Yeah. Uh, it, you're When you mm-hmm. go to these organizations and you talk like that, you're sharing the good news, as you say, uh, do you feel like that really gives you a chance to reconnect with uh, the people you wouldn't normally see in uh, your daily uh, activities that go on there at the Capitol? Oh, absolutely. You know, when we're in session, I'm pretty well tied down to the State House because I'm president of the Senate. But once the Senate is out of session, then I'm traveling the state and reconnecting with Hoosiers because those relationships are so important. I started in local government down in Evansville, Vandenberg County, as a county auditor and a county commissioner. And I will tell you, being geographically removed from the capital, you know, there was always that little feeling of disconnect. And so it is so important that as elected officials, we get out and travel the state and really get reconnected with people because we all can work so much better and deliver so many better results when we do work together. I often quote Helen Keller. She said, alone we can do so little, but together we can do so much. We have to be connected in order to do that and to be able to accomplish what we have here in Indiana. And Danville and Hendricks County is an important part of our success. Yeah. Uh, Hendricks County just continues to grow. And uh, I believe from what I hear, we're quite the idol of a lot of counties <laughs> in the state. Yeah, well, Maybe absolutely. I'm biased. No, I, no. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> you're, Hendricks County is unique in that you're close enough to the metropolitan area that mm-hmm. you can enjoy what 
Indianapolis has to offer, but you also are removed enough, and agriculture, of course, is a big part of Hendricks County, and so you have that rural kind of quality of life that so many people are seeking, and as people are starting to work more remotely, uh, they're choosing to go to those smaller rural areas where they're still connected to the large metropolitan, right. you know, center. And so that is probably one of the reasons why Hendricks County is growing such in such a rapid pace. It's because of that quality of life they have to offer, but then the close proximity they have to the capital. Uh, so people can have the best of both worlds. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, since you touched on it, I was going to ask you a question. Now, there's the phrase, there's more than corn in Indiana, and yet you uh, promote agriculture so much, and yet at the same time, you've got to be able to promote uh, the the businesses that aren't ag-related, so to speak. How do you find that balance? Uh, you know, um, first of all, when I speak to rotaries and chambers, and I talk about big business, mm-hmm. they don't automatically think about agriculture. Mm-hmm. But agriculture is big business in Indiana. It contributes over $31 billion to our state's economy. We are the 10th largest farming state. In fact, 88 or 83% of Indiana's geography is farmland, woodland, or forest. Think about that, mm-hmm. 83%. So only 17% is populated. 83% is farmland, woodland, and forest. And so agriculture is big business. Uh, And so we have to lift up agriculture and celebrate it, uh, but still also understand that the, the industries of the future, which are inclusive of farming, are important, and we have to be positioned for that. And the industries of the future are advanced manufacturing, ag, bioscience, Mm -hmm. cybersecurity, defense, healthcare, orthopedics, and life sciences. So it, it, it is a balance, but it's a balance that can benefit both. We have agriculture, and we have tourism, and we have ag tourism. We mm. have agriculture, we have bioscience, we have ag bioscience. And so agriculture and other industries not only can coexist, but they can complement each other. Yeah, I agree. You know, you you mentioned something there that I recently saw a headline that Indiana was in the top 20 of U.S. wood manufacturers. Now, to to, to clarify to the folks at home, we're not talking about we're building woods. (laughs) We're wood products, right? That's absolutely right. Um, And, you know, the hardwood industry in Indiana is very, very strong. In fact, in my hometown down in Evansville, Um, At one point in time, now we're talking about in the 1800s, it was the manufacturing, the the, the world's largest furniture capital in the world. I mean, it was like the center of, you know, furniture making. And so that has been an important part of Indiana. Uh, And so we have a hardwood strategy. We have a way of promoting our hardwoods. Uh, And the thing that is so important is the hardwood industry is very, very environmentally conscious. So for every tree that is removed from Indiana, three trees are planted. So we continue to recognize and we continue to support our hardwood industry, which is a big part of agriculture here in Indiana. Yeah. 
Uh, speaking of the trade and uh, the business of Indiana, the business side of Indiana, uh, you recently went to Israel mm. to talk about, uh, with uh, my understanding is five other lieutenant governors. Correct. And uh, to talk about business for Indiana, for for Israel. Is that correct? Can you explain to the lay person, if you will, exactly what that's all about and what happened? Yeah. And, you know, it was interesting because I, I was um, a little apprehensive about going because I'm not a big fan of flying. I do it. But I'd never been on a plane more than three and a half hours and mm. uh, 11, 12 hour flight, you know, was a little daunting to me. Sure. But I will tell you, it was worth it. It was an incredible visit. First of all, to be uh, and to visit places where Christ was born and and crucified and buried, uh, it was almost surreal. And our country is so young. I mean, we're, what, 300 plus years old? Right. And, and we're talking about being at ruins that were 2,300 years old. Mm. Uh, so the history alone is so incredibly powerful. But then the culture you have uh, you have uh, Orthodox Jews and unorthodox Jews and Armenians and Christians and Muslims all living together, coexisting and being very very supportive of each other. So it's extremely diverse cultural country. But then it is so important to Indiana. We actually have 12 Israeli corporations located here in Indiana. Hmm. I visited Tyrannus, which is a company that is located, they actually moved and located their corporate headquarters in Westfield. Uh, and so that that relationship between Israel and between Indiana and, quite honestly, the United States is extremely important. You know, talk to prime ministers. We talked to ambassadors when we were there, visited with the minister of tourism. They visited with the minister of agriculture. And what they have done and the technology that they have developed is extremely important to the future. We, the, they are leaders in the world in irrigation systems because much of their, much of their state is desert, and right. yet they grow crops, and they do it with an incredibly sophisticated, technologically advanced irrigation system. So it, it, was, a, it was just an incredible experience, and I came to appreciate the importance of the Israeli-American relationship because Israel depends upon the United States to stay strong in the Middle East. Sure. And we, as a country, depend upon Israel for that stability in the Middle East. Uh, and so uh, I would go back. You know, I was <laughs> apprehensive about going because of the flight, but uh, it was it was an incredible trip, and I would go back if I had the chance. You know, you go to uh, Israel, and then uh, within a short amount of time, you're visiting a high school in Munster, you know, Indiana. I mean, that's uh, it's quite a contrast. But uh, how does your brain you know, <laughs> shut one off and start, uh, uh, you know, thinking more local again? Do you know? Um, Life's a journey, and life is also a celebration, as far as I'm concerned. So every experience is unique and different. And the ability to connect with people, whether they're in Israel or whether they're in Munster, um, to me is a joy. Uh, and so uh, every place I go, 
I get something from it. Uh, I learn from people. I learn from their experiences. And of course, it's extremely important to visit with young people because that is the future of Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's one of the reasons why education and workforce training is so important. One of the statistics that is really impactful to me is 70% of high school seniors in Indiana that end up going to Indiana colleges or universities, 70% of them will stay here. Hmm. So when we get our students, our high school seniors, to go to Indiana universities or colleges, 70% of them will stay here in Indiana. And I think that is something that we have got to focus in on and develop and, and try to figure out how can we get more Indiana seniors here in universities and colleges in Indiana, because the Department of Education last year did a survey, and they discovered that there were 16,000 seniors in Indiana, 16,000 that indicated that they wanted to go to college that didn't go. Hmm. It's one of the reasons why the, the General Assembly passed a bill this session encouraging highly encouraging superintendents and and counselors and teachers to educate seniors about FAFSA, that financial aid that is available to help them. Right. Because nationally, $3 billion of FAFSA money was unclaimed last year. Mm. In fact, Louisiana passed a bill requiring every high school senior to fill out a FAFSA form in order to graduate so that no student would be denied going to college because they didn't have the financial means to do so. So, you know, you're, I'm, I'm kind of talked long about a, a short question, but to me, um, every visit that I do, regardless of where it is, is is a, an, a new experience, and it's a new opportunity to be able to learn and to connect with people. Now, do you think what Louisiana did is uh, a good example to follow or at least look into? You know, I think there's some merit there. I mean, the, Indiana took a good first step by strongly encouraging and putting emphasis on that. Uh, and certainly, I, I, if the General Assembly believes that that is a step that would help uh, to get more seniors, I, I would suspect they would go in that direction. Yeah. Speaking of students, uh, civics classes in high school was a recent topic of conversation. Uh, I remember uh, civics in school. I felt like it was very important. And now uh, I guess uh, it's being talked about maybe even getting it to the kids earlier. Is that right? Am I saying that right? Yes. Uh, you know, we Indiana has does not place very high on our civics health index, meaning they have asked questions of of young people uh, to see what their knowledge is about the founding of our country, the principles upon which we were founded, the different branches of government, uh, the different offices and who holds them. And what we have found is Indiana students, young people, are not very knowledgeable about those issues. And so the General Assembly did pass legislation creating the Civic Education Task Force that I chair. And so what we will be looking at starting this fall is we'll be looking at recommendations to the General Assembly on how to improve that and how to get more young people educated. Now, the General Assembly last year took a step in that direction, and they passed a bill that required 
that every student in middle school have a semester of civics education so that we can start that process young uh, and we can educate our young people as to what our form of government is and why it was formed that way uh, and so that they are prepared to be leaders of the future uh, because unless we understand all those things, we're not going to be able to have leaders that are going to be able to improve upon that system. Uh, so uh, it's it's something that I believe is much needed. And the, like I said, the General Assembly has taken a step in that direction. And we will be meeting as a task force and offering up additional recommendations to improve that civic health index and ensure that our young people are knowledgeable about what our form of government is and why it's important to our way of life. Yeah. Uh, now, today, you're going to, uh, to, as we said, you're going to be speaking with the Rotary. Coming up very soon, you're going to be right back in Hendricks County, I believe, talking at what, uh, possibly the Avon Chamber of Commerce. And uh, the uh, the governor is going to be speaking in Danville very soon. So uh, tell us, what is next for Suzanne? What does your schedule look like? I mean, uh, are you looking forward to the state fair coming up? Or, uh, I mean, it's always what I'm looking for and all the county fairs. I mean, are you still planning on being pretty busy? Oh, sure. I mean, you know, quite honestly, I don't know from one week to the next what I'm doing, to be honest with you, but I do know those big events, you know. I know that the Indy 500 is coming up, which is always a fun event. I know that the state fair is coming up, which is always a fun event. There are going to be county fairs. There's going to be festivals. And so I will stay busy because not only am I Secretary of Agriculture, but I head up tourism here in Indiana through the Destination Development Corporation. So all of those kinds of events are important to be able to support, and I support that with my presence. But, um, you know, one of the... Um, someone asked me today what was the, the one thing that I enjoyed the least about being Lieutenant Governor, and it is losing control of my calendar. Hmm. So, you know, I kind of go where, you know, I'm... I'm, you know, where they've scheduled me, but they do a good job of making sure that I'm in places where I can connect with people and support the things that are important to Indiana. So uh, my calendar stays, stays pretty busy. I'm sure. Like tonight, I'll be going down to Evansville for an event. Yesterday evening, I was in Henry County for an event. Tomorrow, I'll be in Newton County in the evening for an event. So I'll be going from Evansville to Newton County. And then Saturday, I'll be in Stark and Pulaski County. So, you know, um, but I love it. It's, uh, it's the only way we can build those relationships that ensure our success in the future. LG Suzanne Crouch is a good way to find out what Suzanne Crouch is doing, the lieutenant governor. And with that... Lieutenant Governor, we certainly do appreciate you being our guest today on Central Indiana Today. Well, thank you. It's, it's a pleasure to be here, and we'll have to do it again. Our next guest is Haley Livingood Adkins, and uh, she's going to be talking about a fundraiser for the Hendricks County Senior Services. They were recently featured on, in an article in the, the Town Post magazine, as well as the Republican newspaper. They're going to be the subject of the nonprofit Spotlight, and that is underwritten by the Republican newspaper. Finding out what your town council, school board, or county commissioners are up to can be accomplished with the Republican newspaper in Danville. 
Started in 1847, they've been providing local news, sports, features, and more. Subscribing to the paper is possible by calling 317-745-2777, and they can be followed on Facebook by searching for The Republican. As I told you, here she is in the studio with this Miss Haley Atkins of uh, the Hendricks County Senior Services. Hi, Shane. Hi, how are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you. Good. Good Glad to be to hear. here. Yes. Uh, good to uh, have you here. And uh, I'm trying to remember, have you been on the show before? If you have, it's been a while. It has been a while. I, I hate to mention what it was before, but it's just been a while. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the um, the whole reason. Well, let's let's back up and remind everyone uh, what you do there at Hendricks Sen- uh, Senior Services, mm-hmm. and how long have you been there? So um, I've been there four and a half years, and I'm the resource development coordinator, and that's just a fancy title for I do fu- uh, fundraising and community public relations. I do a lot of education throughout the community, talking about dementia um, and scams and fraud things that are going on that yeah. our seniors is, are susceptible to. And then I just like to get out there and share the good news about our nonprofit, helping our seniors sixty and over, and also the caregivers that are helping to take care of our seniors that need their help in two things you've touched i mean you actually touched on several but two things i'll point out one is that you are a nonprofit. absolutely it's not like some state run type of branch or something like that correct and some people think that we are i have to overcome that often you know they think uh, we're owned by my tax dollars are paying for this (laughs) correct (laughs) the reason hendricks county is in our titles because we do serve hendricks county from corner to corner but no we are a 501c3 and um, fundraising, which of course is something that has to be done when you are a nonprofit, and more specifically when you're not a a uh, government-run type of correct. Entity. Yeah, we could not do without what what we do without you know donors, and that would be individual donors, organizations, businesses, people that that care. You know, United Way, yeah. um, even sponsors for what we're talking about today. There's just so many people that care, and we're so grateful for that. Yeah. Well, uh, let's go ahead and jump right into one of the reasons that you are here, and it okay. is a fundraiser, right? It is. Now, you were supposed to do this last year, was it? You are correct. Can I give a little history about sure, this? Sure, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I was like, well, what year is it? It's 2022, right? <laughs> so, in 2020, um, we had a bunch of gener- generous donors um, help us raise funds for new chairs for the Senior Center. Mm-hmm. So, we're Hendricks County Senior Services, but we actually have a building called the Senior Center where you can't sure. live there, but people can come and we have programmings and programs and activities to help people remain independent and in their own homes. Mm-hmm. Well, we had a lot of metal chairs. Well, can you imagine coming in, exercising, having lunch? and sitting through bingo for all that time on a metal chair. Not yeah. very fun, right? Right. So uh, generous donors, we raised about $10,000 for new chairs. They hold 750 pounds. They are very light and easy to move. They have kind of like a little handle. And I would they're probably need to. Easy to clean. <laughs> they're easy to clean. And that's really important so, during the time that we just had. So You could go 850 on those. Maybe I could get by with one. <laughs> easy, Shane. Easy. <laughs> yeah. So we're grateful for those. And then we also got some... Um, education table. So when we had this fundraiser, they said, um, you know, part of it was, well, you know what, we're just going to have a little, uh, we'll call it a reception Mm -hmm. and maybe, and then someone we were talking about like, well, maybe musical chairs, it was going to be this small little something, something. Well, 
if you will, I'll say this like, like the world shut down basically. Yes. It was like, oh man, well, there's one particular person that says, when are we doing that? When are we doing that? When are we doing that? Right. And it was like, I don't know that we're going to be able to after this long. And so it was presented that we go ahead and do it as a thank you, move it to the fairgrounds, make it a big deal and a fundraiser. So those mm. that donated for the, the chairs, you know, they have, uh, there's no cost for them to attend. That's just, you know, our thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we wanted to extend it to continue to raise funds to help those that need it the most. So yeah, it was scheduled for September of last year. Yeah. And then it was like, you know what, by golly, we will do this. So it's yeah. April 21st now of this year. <laughs> at the fairgrounds at 6 p.m. and we're really excited so we've turned it into um, a thank you and a big fundraiser to let people know more about what we do excellent genius what can I say? Right. It was all your idea, right? Uh, of course. <laughs> I can't do what I do without other people too so no absolutely not <laughs> all right who can participate in this that is a great question, you know. So you have to be 18 or over. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and there's been a lot of questions about, like, I don't want to knock people over. So mm-hmm. let's talk about that. There's uh, 120 players are allowed, and they're not going to all play at the same time. It's double elimination. Oh, okay. So um, one of my friends, Bart, he's in charge of the bracketing. That is not my job during this is the bracketing is not on me but we're going to do teams of like 15 and then there's going to be a double elimination which is pretty cool but up to 120 people um can play but then spectators are equally important because what fun is it to have everyone watching you do this without right. getting cheered on and, and and all of that so um we can hold up to 280 spectators oh. and so of course all ages are welcome to spectate 18 and older and the reason to is well this is gonna you know it, it'll be competitive we sure. do have a ref ah. we have a referee yeah. right um and then we'll be getting a little lecture before how we don't pull chairs out or, there'll be no hitting or, each other with that's, chairs that's correct there'll be and you, you take know, a shot between and, songs right is oh <laughs> no i think that's how it goes just kidding yeah. for all you listeners out there yes but there there will be a cash um beer and wine uh trailer there okay. so so that is that is an, an option again gotcha. with, the, with the 18 and you know well that, that would be 21 and over but right um so it'll it's it'll be different and fun and like i've put in some of my advertisements it's like this is not your tuxedo and high heel event put your tennis shoes on yeah. we want to see you let's relax around each other a little bit you know okay yeah now, uh do you think this is i mean is so far with uh, the um the uh, requests to be um, participate and or right. the pop- registration uh, registration you- <laughs> thank you or be a spectator yeah. do you think this is going to be something that becomes an annual thing you know we're undecided at this point i think okay. when you start uh something brand new and i don't i haven't seen this done i mean was okay shane when was the last time you played musical chairs oh man was it like gym class yeah oh <laughs> Even, you know, it would be uh, elementary school probably anyway. And that's what most people are saying. But, you know, it was always it was always fun. And we and we know what it is. So why not do it as adults? So sure. do I think it's going to be successful? And with a beer and wine truck? Absolutely. Absolutely. You can't go wrong with that. Absolutely, right? Um, so do we think it's going to be me on this? We don't know. You know, we, we have done the best that we can just to plan it out. It's going to be uh, just so fun. A lot of great people have registered. I'm really excited. We have great sponsors that have come uh, beside us. And Henrik's Power Cooperative yes. is our main event sponsor for the evening. Excellent. Big yeah. sponsors here on WIRZ as well. So oh, well, they, they do great uh, 
contributions and things like that for the community. We yeah. really appreciate them. Absolutely. So, uh, anyone else on the on the list so far for sponsors? Are you still? Oh, we well, we have a full full. It's filled. Believe it or not. <laughs> now, can I squeeze in yeah, one absolutely. or two more? Absolutely. Uh, I think I can make that happen. <laughs> I can make that happen. Um, it's. Again, we're just, we're blessed. We've been around since 1978 and people are familiar with what we do. And um, we have generous people that are like, you know what? Yes, you guys do things well. We love the mission that mm -hmm. you have. And that's what this is all about. This is, yes, it's going to be super fun, but it is about raising funds to help the people around us. And yeah. so that's that's also the the movement behind it, of course. It's, it's a great building, great facility that you have out Thank there. You. And there's been uh, uh, other things that have gone on there like for yeah. instance this has been over five years now but i know the amateur radio club would do testing and teaching out there they're for, doing that right now i guess there's a oh, class really? going on because i see them on the schedule isn't that go. something so i don't know the details except for they're on our calendar <laughs> right. yes I, that's pretty neat one of our drivers is very involved in that with the uh, link transportation yeah oh, yeah uh, let's remind everyone about Link Wildwork since you brought it up. What's that all about? Well, it's public transportation provided throughout Henders County. Now, that is open to all ages, um, but it's a donation basis for 16 over. And we love to help people get where they need to go. And that is to the doctor, the grocery, the pharmacy. Uh, we even had an instance where, you know, a husband was in, um, had had some medical issues and the wife no longer drove. And so we took her to go see him every mm. day. Um, and so we just try to get people where they need to be. We help a lot of people get to work too. Yeah. So um, we love making that difference and that has its own separate number, but you can call um, HCSS and we'll be glad to transfer you to that department as well. Uh, it's something else you touched on earlier, uh, talking about the reason that the musical chairs was canceled. COVID yeah. uh, shut, of course, everybody down and yeah. um, including us as far as uh, people starting to work more from home and uh some of our DJs were working from home studios, hmm. and we didn't have an intern here, which Cam, who is an intern now, first one since 2020, I think, March of 2020, nice. uh, is working sound right now from Boone High School. Uh, how did that affect the senior center? I mean, what did you guys, uh, how did you guys <laughs> handle that? You know, in the very beginning, um, I think we were all uncertain about everything. Oh, sure. And so we're gathering information, um, our executive director, Marina Kears, and our board of directors, gathering information from everywhere they can to make the best decisions possible, which is, I, be I believe, what we all did. We were shut down for a short period of time. Um, but then, you know, we reopened, we, we took the advice under, you know, as safely as we could, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. We limited some things, there were uh, things we couldn't do, there were things we could do. We are back at full force now. Um, and one of the things that we saw that was heartbreaking is that, you know, when we look through things that are like essential services, right? We go, okay, well, people need to eat. They, you know, they, we sure. went through what what's considered essential yeah. services. And we, in our minds, it is essential also to get together safely, of course. Mm -hmm. But our seniors were isolated, as we all were. It was mm -hmm. a tough time. Yeah. On all ages. Lots of binge watching. <laughs> right? I know. Yes. More TV than I, than I care to watch, right? Yeah. Uh, getting reacquainted with each other in our households, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, 
we worried about our seniors. Um, they didn't have, they weren't able to visit with their family members because mm-hmm. family was trying to be protective. We're again, doing the best that we can to make sure we're keeping people as safe as possible. So they, seniors, we all do, but you know, Christmas, Mother's Day, those times are so important to seniors yeah. when you have adult kids and they don't come home as often as they used to, or maybe they don't live close. Mm-hmm. They were yearning and just lonely and they didn't get to eat with their friends and it was heartbreaking. And so we consider socialization, um, to be essential also. And we believe the isolation, it it can take lives as well, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, we're glad to see people back together. Um, we are seeing a lot of new members come in. We have a fitness center and they're joining as couples and BFFs and, and just coming in some of, you know, coming by themselves. And, um, we have line dancing and our chair yoga classes are, are big. Um, we have support groups. One of the things um, if you want to talk about something that's been a bummer is just when you have dementia related diseases like mm-hmm. Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. um, that was really difficult to being isolated like that. Um, and we saw people not being able to get out. That was tough. So our Alzheimer's support group, we had a full room. We have improve your mood. Who doesn't need their mood improved? Every day. Right? I'd like to invite you to come to our improve your mood. Um, But we're seeing our support groups full, which makes us happy that we can make a difference. But it also tells us that people have that need. Yeah. Um, So we feel like there's a new positive shift in the air. But I mean, you know, things are still around. There's still conversations um, being had. People are still hurting and we want to be there. Now, um, and I'm not going to say any particular events, organizations, but sometimes even in our case, someone will say, well, can you advertise this for our fundraiser or whatever? And, Mm. um, they'll hand me a flyer or whatever. Sure. And, uh, nowhere on there does it say anything about a mask or if you must be vaccinated or whatever. And then Mm. I'll find out later, oh, well, you can't come if you don't wear a mask or you don't. So, and I'm not making a judgment, but I just want to ask about this particular uh, fundraiser. Is that required? No, masks are not required. Um, What's required is that you feel as comfortable as you want. If you want to wear a mask, you have at it. We absolutely support that. No one will tell you to take it off or anything like that. Um, And if you see someone that that has one on, we just ask that you be respectful. I think that that's just, you know, general knowledge, right? We should be respectful of one another and one another. So, um, but no, they are not required um, at this event. Okay. Uh, if uh, Is there anything, uh, any others that you see, any other fundraisers or events coming up that uh, Hendricks County Senior Services is involved in in the next year you'd like to talk about? Well, thank you for asking. Wow, <laughs> this is the great. Um, sure. Well, every November is our anniversary. And so we have what is called a serve, support, share. And it's a breakfast fundraiser. And we've moved it from 7 in the morning till 8. So thank oh. you, right? Yeah. <laughs> Most people's day, 7 is just a little bit early for some. So we yeah. moved it to 8. It lasts about an hour, hour and a half. And it's just able to highlight some of our seniors, the differences that we've made. And, and again, that's a, that's a fundraiser. A lot of professionals will be there. There's a sponsorship opportunity for that and it's catered by a fantastic cater that we have back every year so looking forward to that I know we're looking at uh, wear red is something that so many people are familiar with in February we did not get to have that we're talking about still doing something a little so stay tuned on that this year but next February we'll have we'll have that back people are like are you still going to do that we are it's just um, a very loved 
time of getting together to talk about heart health. Um, and then we're trying to do something in the health fair realm as far as having, you know, um, flu shots and things like that and right. getting that information, those screenings, diabetic cholesterol and different things that are so important. So, um, you know, I don't know how people, and this is not, you know, how you feel about a vaccine or how you're not, that's not what this conversation is about, but we, we were able to, one of the things about the senior center is that people feel safe there. They feel mm -hmm. comfortable. And we did uh, allow a hospital to come in and do a clinic there. And we, um, we helped with 500, um, vaccines. And I think that they felt happy about that and, uh, it was something very positive. So we, we consider that to be a good thing, yeah. you know, you know, in, in the light of all that happened with COVID, I believe a lot of, and I'm sure you've seen it too. A lot of people's health, not only their mental state, which you yeah. were talking about yeah. earlier, but they seem to forget or maybe didn't feel like they can get out to get other stuff checked yeah. like uh, you do at those health fairs. So no. great, great opportunity. Yes, and telehealth is not... It's a little difficult when you're, yeah. you know, 85 years old and, and you don't have a computer and, and different things like that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it's... it's uh, I just, I look forward to, I'm excited about spring yeah. and, and the good things that are coming and just um, looking forward. I think people are excited to get back out there again. And I think this is good timing for that. Yeah. So. All right. It's uh, Hendricks County Senior Services Musical Chairs. Am I saying that right? Um, yes. The mu the largest musical chair party in Indiana. Say that in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's the largest in all of Indiana. <laughs> yes. So, and we, and the, but, uh, only 120 players. Correct. Right? People can come and watch. Yes. Uh, is there a cost? There is. It's $20 whether you play or spectate. Um, just cause it's a fundraiser, right? But appetizers and desserts are included. And let me tell you, I met with a chef this week. We have, I'm going to give him a shout out right now. Sure. Independence Village. They are, they have four of their chefs coming to prepare wow. something special. And I'm, I'm going to find out the menu because I gave them the liberty. So it'll be heavy appetizers. I'm pretty excited, but just about that, right? I would be. Yeah. Um, and it, so it sounds like it's not just going to be hot dogs there for everyone. That is correct. Yes. No, like you can actually come a little bit hungry and like be okay with that, right? No, okay. no, I'm excited. They said they're going all out. So I'm, I'm fired up. Cash bar and uh, mystery bags. Tell yeah. us about that. So a mystery bag means that some of the generous people in our county have donated, like say a gift card, right? So Dewey's Salon is one of them. They've donated uh, a gift card and uh, it will be in a bag. And it's a mystery bag because there's no window. You can't see what it is. So somebody gives us $20 and we guarantee what's in the bag is, you know, around $20 or more, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you're not losing out on anything, but we get to put the money into general funding <laughs> and they get to leave with, with something amazing. I mean, we just have, you know, all kinds of great things out there. And then another thing that's not been advertised, but I am super excited about is a fundraiser with keys. How about that? You get to pick a key. Yeah. And if your key, one out of 50, if your key unlocks the door, you get an overnight stay at the Embassy Suites and dinner out. Oh. Right? Isn't yeah. that kind of fun and creative? That is cool. I yeah. thought you were going to say you're giving away a car. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No cars. Uh, yeah. We won't even go probably there. Probably shouldn't right? mix with the cash bar. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. But those, and, that, and that's it. Low key, right? That's what's going on. So now you know what the expectations are. You can just come and bring your cash checkbook and, 
and really make a difference for the seniors in our community. Now, folks want more information, not only about this event, but anything that the Hendricks County Senior Services is doing, what can they do? Well, they can get on our website at <laughs> hcseniors.org. You want to go underneath the, uh, you can see what's going on there. We have our newsletter, an electronic newsletter. And like you said, read all about us, our mission and what we do. And then if you specifically are interested in this, then you can go under the donate button. And there's one that's general donations mm-hmm. for what have you, you know, food pantry, and et cetera. But then the one underneath it is actually register. And when you click there, there's pick one. Are you going to play? Are you going to spectate? Now, let me just say this. If you're coming and you just put your name, right? Mm-hmm. Like say you're bringing your your wife and your, and your four friends. I want to know what their names are. Just type them in. It's not a problem, but we'll get you registered and, and we'll get you ready to rock and roll. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Now, if you missed any information, you can get in touch with me here, Shane, at the radio station. Give me a call, 317-852-1610. What is the number at uh, the senior service? Our main number there at HCSS is 317-745-4303. All right. But if you missed that and you call me here and you say, what did she say about that? (laughs) I will get you in touch with Haley and she'll help you out ASAP, right? Love it. Yes. All right. Haley, thanks for being our guest today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Our final guest is here to talk about a fundraiser coming up that was featured recently in the Icon newspaper as well as the Republican newspaper. So here's our talk with Miss Deanna Hinesley. In studio with me, and it's so nice, I've mentioned this uh, on some of the other interviews, it's nice to have actual in-studio guests as opposed to phone guests. Miss Deanna Hinesley, she has been with us before uh, for... Two or three different causes and reasons and whatnot, but uh, (laughs) she is here with us again today to talk about the uh, Hendricks County Dancing with the Stars, and um, that is a fundraiser for the Hendricks County uh, Museum. We're going to get into that in just a little bit right now. First, we want to say hello, Miss Deanna. Hi, I'm very glad to be here today. Thanks for being here. (laughs) The sunshine is out, and it was good to get out and be here. Yeah, definitely. After winter, you just start longing for that those sunny days, and you don't want to be inside anymore, and this was a good reason to be out. So it is. Appreciate that. Uh, let's remind everyone, what is the Hendricks County uh, Museum? You know, it's uh, located in Danville, and it served, the building served as the residence for the Hendricks County Sheriffs from 1866 to 1974. So it's a beautiful brick building that has been owned by the county since that time and still is, and the county does a good job of maintaining the building for us and doing any repairs. So it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful building. Uh, you know, now we do a piece, uh, we, our media partners are, is the, uh, the Republican yes. newspaper, and there's a piece in there that we feature each weekday called Yesteryear. You might be familiar with it. It's my favorite part of the paper. (laughs) Haley uh, Atkins just said the same thing. She was here, and we were talking about it off mic. And uh, she said, that's the best thing in the paper. I love yesteryear. So that's why we do a little feature on that after our news segments here on WYRZ. But anyway, getting back to the point, sometimes you'll see in there that on this day or this week in 1927, pick a year, Mm -hmm. they will talk about how... The sheriff at the time brought in a bunch of moonshiners or uh, something That's like true. that. And I think to myself, 
they were all crammed in that uh, that you know the jail there that's on display right now, and folks can go and see it. Pretty much in, as it was at that time, you've kind of got it set in a time period. Is that correct? Or That's correct. In fact, we haven't changed anything in the jail. The jail is in the basement of that building. And so what that meant was that the sheriff and his family lived in the house itself. And all that time, there were prisoners in the basement of the house where those children were sleeping in the top floor. Man. But... Um, the house itself is furnished as it would have been like in the late 1800s when the sheriff lived there with a few um, nods to other decades. Yeah. But you're right. The, the cells themselves are just as they were when they were left in 1974. You know, and there's still, us included, still some people who remember 1974 there are <laughs> <laughs> and so they can go there and see you know they probably think well this seems just like it was yesterday mm-hmm. or yesteryear if i may do a little uh tip of the hat to the republican <laughs> that uh you know it seems like 1974 in here or whatever but uh uh but you do change some of the uh some of the de- decor if i may We do, and I'm glad you brought that up because we have just opened the first part of March. So each year we're closed in January and February to do deep cleaning and sprucing up of the general house. But we have two rooms that change every year. And um, this year we have a a focus on music throughout history. Hmm. That's particularly interesting to me. And um, we have some uniforms from... um, high school bands. We have a nod to music of the 40s, um, a record player. I recently had somebody come in and pointed to that and said, what is that box? <laughs> and um, I think the man was born after 1974. <laughs> <laughs> had to be. Yeah. But I said, it's it's a phonograph. And he said, a what? <laughs> Photograph? Is that what you said? How do you play a picture? <laughs> Wow, that's uh, that's cool. And then, of course, uh, as I have donated some things to the museum uh, before, mm-hmm. uh, I assume you take donations for the museum as well as monetary donations because it's a nonprofit, right? That's correct. We do need um, cash <laughs> to keep going. <laughs> although, even though the county takes care of the building, there are ongoing expenses that we need to to fund to keep the the. Uh, displays in good condition but as far as donations we have an accession committee that um, determines whether a donated item is something that fits our needs it has to have some relevance to our county and um, sometimes we get a duplicate of something we already have there so we have to determine is it in better condition than what we have or um, they do a good job of sorting out and making sure we take things that are appropriate yeah well, like I said, uh, all of that requires money, and uh, donations are great, but it does. As we're also a nonprofit, we know you got to have some fundraisers now and then. And this is the big one for you guys, if I'm not mistaken, Dancing with the Hendricks County Stars. It Tell is. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, it started um, in 2015, and um, since then... We've had an event every year except for 2020, of course. So we choose about 8 to 10 each year, residents or um, business people from around the county. And um, we've had 8 in the past and as many as 12, but 10 is a good number. These folks um, do fundraising 
in addition to the night of the event by procuring procuring um, mm-hmm. silent auction items and getting companies to be sponsors. But mainly, they take lessons at Arthur Murray, which is in Avon, mm-hmm. and they are a wonderful partner and have been from from the very beginning for us. So they take lessons there and perfect her performance. And um, then on the night of the event, each dancer performs with their instructor. Um, there are prizes given away for the best dancer and the best fundraiser. But, you know, all in all, it's a team of people who are raising money for this good cause of preserving the, preserving the county's history. Yeah. Uh, it, I I want to say it's been four years, maybe five years. I was an MC. I think it was four years ago. Four years ago. Uh-huh. And uh, it, the place was packed, which it is was. what you want. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's at the, the fairgrounds, right? The it is, and the expo hall. Um, it's a uh, good place. Yeah, it is. And it's a, it's a lot of fun. Now, how long has have you been doing this as a fundraiser? Well, this one we've been doing since 2015. Before that, we did about four years of dinner, silent auction, mm-hmm. and some sort of a historic presentation. Yeah. And so when this came about, it just was too good to pass up. Yeah. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with dinner and uh, that type of, and a silent auction type of thing, because mm-hmm. we have done it as well in the past. But, uh, you know, as a nonprofit, you always try to think of something that nobody else is doing, something fun and exciting that uh, was going to draw people in and uh, who may not have been, may not even know about the museum. They're coming for this reason. Then while they're there, that's when you, you know, you pull them in. Here's the whole reason you're here and that's true. Your money. So that's true. Um, uh, and I, I'm assuming You've had uh, a lot of fun doing it all these years, and of course, it makes money, or else you wouldn't you wouldn't keep That's doing true. it. That's true. Um, we we've been very successful at this. I, there were a couple of years that were less successful than than the future ones, but every time, every year, we learn something, you know, and we yeah. add something to the event or find a better way of doing things that makes good use of what we have. Yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, your dancers. Uh, for, mm-hmm. First off, we do want to give uh, a shout out to Hendricks County Icon in the uh, the March issue of the Icon, the March 11th, if I'm not mistaken. There's uh, a picture of every, all the dancers, but uh, I'm going to let you talk a little bit about them if you want to. These are people that are so um, excited about what they're doing, and I'm so glad to have each and every one of them with us. Um, so we have Tim Carter. Tim Carter is um, administrator of Brownsburg Meadows mm. in Brownsburg, and he's with American Senior Communities. So mm-hmm. the American Senior Communities company is is uh, sponsoring the event. Um, Sam Lowe is also from Brownsburg, Edward Jones, and we're very glad to have him with us. I actually met him at a Brownsburg chamber meeting. Those chamber meetings are, are very useful, valuable. Aren't they? Yeah, they're very valuable. <laughs> they are. Um, Travis to Shane to Shane he was uh, actually last month's guest on this show oh, with the new good. town managers so, yes yes uh, the it's... regular listeners should be familiar with him well we're glad to have him with us too um, then we have Amanda Babinek and she's with the Avon Education Foundation so she's enthusiastic about what she's doing and a very energetic person mm-hmm. we're glad to have her with us um, then my longtime friend Dana Cochran is actually on the cover yes, of the icon. She is, and she's a great friend of WYRZ. We were just talking with uh, with Haley uh, a little bit ago about how uh, Hendrix uh, Power Cooperative is a great uh, great partner 
uh, here in the county and of course dana uh, is in the center of making a lot of that happen and so it only makes sense that she is there being a dancer as well that's and, um, true <laughs> great to see her uh, there on the cover yeah we also have Beth Likens with Ray's Trash Service, mm-hmm. and um, so she's excited about what she's doing, too. And um, I talked to her yesterday, and she was on her way to a lesson as we left the chamber meeting. So that was that was a good connection. She, um, she'll represent, represent the area very well. Sure. Jamie Temple is with IU Health West, and IU Health West has been a, a supporter of the event for several years now. So we appreciate we appreciate all these companies that support the story of our county. Yeah. They're good friends to, to the county. Yeah. Um, Jill Aldrich is um, she is the dentist at Aldrich Pediatric Dentistry in Avon. And so she's full of energy, too, and talking to lots of people about how to support the museum, and I'm grateful to have her. Um, from Hendricks Regional Health, we have Dr. Michelle Finity, and um, she heads up the surgery department, and um, I hope I'm quoting that right, but at any rate, she's <laughs> representing the hospital and, and is excited about what, what she's doing, and um, so we're glad to have her with us. And then... Um, the last dancer is Jerry Cunningham, and Jerry is a uh, police officer with the town of Danville. Mm-hmm. So lots of people know Jerry, and he's been a community supporter in so many ways, other than just being a police officer. Yeah, yeah, great so, servant to the to the not only Danville but to the county. Now I'm looking at this picture that is in the icon, and it, I believe we have talked about this before. It's usually harder to find male dancers each year right you are exactly right now you know shane i've asked you and you have said a flat no every time (laughs) (laughs) so i have a list of prospective dancers and i have a list of people who have said never in my lifetime so (laughs) but yes it is harder to get guys to dance women are a little bit more anxious to do it and and um so i'm pleased that we have these four guys with us this time all right, so you have all of the dancers' uh, positions filled. Let's talk about uh, tickets to, or rather, to uh, to spectate, uh, be there, and uh, yes. participate in the silent auction. You still got tickets available? We do. You know, we typically have um, nearly five hundred, if not over five hundred, guests at mm-hmm. this event, and um, it includes um, dinner, which is catered by the Coachman in Plainfield. Always good food. It is. Yeah. It always is, and we have a wonderful silent auction that's, I think, pretty unique because there are some. Um, great affordable items. There are a little pricier items. And so something for everybody, some handcrafted items. So that's a, a highlight of our event. And it starts on the Wednesday night before the event, actually. Mm-hmm. So you can go online. Um, as far as tickets, so you do, you, we do have tickets still available. And um, you can go to the HendricksCountyMuseum.org website and scroll down to to the event and then click on the appropriate place and it's easy to go ahead and buy your ticket right there if you prefer just to mail in a check you can do that and tickets are 75 dollars each and you can mail it to the Hendricks county museum post office box 226 danville indiana 46122 okay excellent if folks are interested in being a dancer next year uh-huh uh what would they need to do they can they can call the museum 
go to the website, call or uh, contact the museum, and tell us why you want to be involved mm-hmm. and um, what your interest might be as far as fundraising and that sort of thing. But we're always looking for people that love our county mm-hmm. and want to preserve what's there and uh, have a good connection with with the county in general. Yeah, so if you don't want to be a dancer, but you still are, in, and I'm one of them who is very interested in history, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm a transplant, if you will. I've been in Hendricks County about 20, 22 years, oh. almost almost 22 years. But uh, I just find new things uh, that's going on. In fact, it's fast. And even some of the things I remember seeing when I first moved here that are gone now, uh, ah. You know, like some of the buildings there in Danville, right there on the court square that are gone now. But I remember seeing them when I got here. It's interesting. I feel like, uh, <laughs> hey, I got to see that with my own eyes before it was gone and mm-hmm. uh, preserved. You know, I wish this could have been preserved or something like that. So uh, definitely, if you're interested in that kind of thing, this is a great organization for you. It is. And we always, um, you know, we always like to have volunteers as well for the event, but also at the museum. Um, We're open on Fridays and Saturdays, 11 to 3, and so it's nice to have people there who are interested in history. Um, If you're interested in volunteering, we have um, people who can train you in what to do and the opportunities that are available for different kinds of, of volunteerism. Uh, now you you give tours. Uh, I'm assuming possibly for organizations, schools, that type of thing. We do, and um, those usually are on the times that the museum is not open, because we can get a whole group in. And you mean open to the public? I'm sorry. Yes, yes. not open to the public. <laughs> yeah, we closed uh, it down, but we let them in. <laughs> <laughs> open on Fridays and Saturdays, but you can also have a group tour at other times. And so we have uh, Sunday school classes and school classes and club groups that come through, and we do a specific a specific tour for them. Yeah. Okay, sounds great. Once again, if folks want information on the Dancing with the Hendricks County Stars or the museum, what do they need to do? They can go to the website of the museum, which is HendricksCountyMuseum.org, and order their ticket there, or they can mail their check to Hendricks County Museum, Post Office Box 226, Danville, 46122, or they can call me. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds good. And of course, if you missed any information, you can give me a call here at the radio station, 317-852-1610. If I don't know the answer, I'll get you in touch with Deanna, and she'll help you out as soon as possible, right? That's right. All right, Deanna, thanks for being our guest today. Oh, thanks for inviting me. I enjoyed this. You've been listening to Central Indiana Today with your host, Shane Ray. 